Good afternoon to my favorite friends, my supporting and specialist teachers. Welcome to another episode of Think Chat. I'm Luke Gerlach. Welcome to episode 50. Woohoo! Who knew we'd get to 50? Today we're going to be talking about the thinking skills, but from the lens of the specialist and supporting teacher. You, my friends, have to work with the entire school. You have such a special role in touching so many, if not all, of our learners at school. And with that comes a unique challenge to get learners to better understand the, you know, what's happening in the classroom and give them the tools to become more independent thinkers. Welcome to this episode, my friends, which has been crafted with you in mind. Ever since the transdisciplinary challenge, I've been seeking ways to include you more into the practice. In the past, we've been talking about a lot of topics that can be applied to any grade level in any situation. And now we're going to be specializing a little bit so that you feel according, you know, part of the process and that we're going to try to apply to your role more and more um, as we go along. And we need to start to diversify so we can meet your needs as well. And when I think of the ATLs, you guys naturally come to mind. You can easily apply the ATLs to your discipline or to your role because the aim is to grow the level of independence within our learners. So for specialists, you need to start thinking of how to wrap the skill development with your content focus. For supporting teachers, you need to start thinking about the learning objectives you have for your learners and how to pair them with the ATLs. So in this episode, we're gonna examine the ATL thinking skills from your viewpoint. And we'll refer to PYP from Principles into Practice, Learning and Teaching from um, pages 26 to 38. Reminder, if you're gonna be looking at early years, you need to go into PYP from Principles into Practice, the learner, from pages 15 to 19, depending on the age. Remember, uh, the early years is pre-K and K, and the rest go into learning and teaching from pages 26 to 38. So as previously discussed, we will um, set the tone for, you know, for this um, podcast episode and also within your role as, you know, special teachers on campus during this time. Now, one thing that's really interesting is that we ha have a special role in setting the expectation and setting, you know, um, the openness for this type of learning to happen. So we need to model the language of thinking and reinforce the processes of thinking. So we need to do things like um, think alouds and things like that. And also we need to model that process of thinking language with our content if we're a specialist and with our processes as we're working and supporting students um, if we are in a supporting role. We need to start asking more open-ended questions. Any teacher can do this to get more um, beyond the superficial level to help our students to identify root um, concerns or um, root misconceptions. We need to provide sufficient wait time 
not get exasperated, especially um, with our learners with uh, language and special needs. We need to help implement and model a range of visible thinking routines, helping our kiddos to be able to visually connect their uh, learning process and have that up so that they can see from um, the multi-stages of their learning process. Explicitly ask students to discuss and reflect on the value and limitations of resources used in their inquiries. Naturally, I'm thinking of like PE, how they're trying to play a certain game, but some equipment has been removed or not provided. How does that impact the game that you play? Provide time for reflection at all stages of learning, before, during, and after inquiries. Are we having enough time and connectivity in Science Lab to help children as they're going through their inquiries of, okay, what does this look like at the beginning of an experiment before we prepare, during, and after? Promote a range of tools for reflection and ensure that reflection activities are responsive and varied. So that goes back to visible thinking routines. Are we providing a wide variety of reflection tools and not just an exit ticket? And reflecting on existing competencies by co-creating learning goals. Are we doing that in our classes as well and not just relying upon the homeroom teacher? And when I look at this list, it can be overwhelming, but remember friends, We've been talking a lot about learning goals against success criteria, and that's how I look at this list. I'd pick, if it were me, one to three maximum that I wanna work on. Maybe in the beginning, it's just one. How am I gonna make this practice become better? And once I have it moving and grooving, then I can go back and pick another. Sounds great? I think so. And so when we're thinking about thinking skills, Remember, there's going to be subskills within thinking. And the subskills, the two main that we have are critical thinking and creative thinking. And when you look at the subskill criteria, what's in critical thinking? We have analyzing, we have evaluating, and we have forming decisions. And if you look at analyzing and evaluating, we're ripping ideas apart from a whole to a part so that we can form decisions. That's the whole point. Now in creative thinking, we're actually adding to the kit. We're generating novel ideas, meaning I'm coming up with new ways of thinking. I'm considering new perspectives. I'm opening my mind to different ways of doing things. I'm also critically uh, creative think thinking to have information transfer, finding ways that my brain can remember things in a new way and also a lot of reflection and metacognition. Why do I think the way I think? And now we're gonna take a deeper look at one of those subskills and the subskill criteria of how we might approach it from your lens. I kind of moosh them together. You'll see how this works. I'm gonna to read to you a little bit of the descriptor of um, the subskill criteria, and then we're gonna explain how that looks within your context. So let's look at considering new perspectives. And the first subskill criteria is ask what if questions and generate testable hypotheses. So if we get learners to begin to ask what if questions, it naturally sets the stage for more agency and inquiry in our classrooms. And this applies to you as well. And students should be pairing 
I, you know, unlikely ideas and trying to put them together. And we can do this through concepts. And we're going to talk more about that, but um, of what concepts are and how to bridge them next, well, in the next series. But so here's some examples of how you might do that. So like in PE, what if we paired skipping while using a jump rope? That doesn't sound too off, right? You could also pair a hula hoop, holding a hula hoop while skipping. How about art? What if we use glow-in-the-dark paint on a black canvas or on a white canvas? What is that going to do? In um, our su uh, supporting teachers, what if I make a change? How will it affect the outcome? So I'm leaving that a little bit more broad because when we're looking at our supporting our EIL students or special needs students, they're, we're utilizing the classroom content but modifying how and what they access, right? And so these are for you to help you set the stage. So now let's look at subskill um, criteria number two. Applying existing knowledge to design new products, processes, medias, and technologies. And this process can be replicated by allowing your learners to innovate better ways to existing products, processes, medias, and technologies. So naturally, when I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking of ICT or computers. You know, um, I just saw a great lesson this week where students um, were creating code to have their avatar do something differently. That right there is creating a new process. Science lab, designing a new way to test um, any type of um, materials such as mixtures and solutions or, you know, anything that you are trying out. With our supporting teachers, our EAL and SPED, we're discovering a new way to show your thinking about any content. We're trying to get them to think about, so if I were looking at SPED and I was having a ch child who was um, having a hard time with multiplication with standard algorithm, I'd be getting them to discover a new way or a different way of how they could attain um, the understanding of multiplication that best fit for them. So the next subscale criteria is applying existing knowledge to, sorry, consider multiple alternatives, including those that might be unlikely or impo impossible. So this allows students to consider ideas from multiple perspectives and make connections through unlikely pairings as well. So notice that and that's where I got messed up for a second we're constantly with creative thinking trying to put unlikely pairs um, together to make new ideas and so this one here we're looking at it possibly from art create a series of art from different perspectives so it might be low or high viewpoints right um, eat different points of perspective Music, we might connect like the origins of hip hop music to um, African roots. We might be looking at um, an idea with our supporting um, teachers to examine an idea from multiple perspectives before making a decision. So lots of options there. So when we're thinking about practice flexible thinking, this is our next subskill criteria. 
we're looking at developing multiple opposing and contradictory and complementary arguments. So here, you know, learners are definitely hungry to talk, especially during this pandemic. And what's a better way than to get them thinking but by posing a prompt that's going to require them to um, respond with complementary or contradictory arguments. So something that came up in my mind for PE, create two game possibilities and have the audience determine which one's the best. In library, you could read two versions of the same story and have learners choose which version is most believable or choose to the original text. In um, EL or special education, you could use role plays to showcase an issue and work through the solution. And of course, any of the um, things that we're doing in the homeroom class or the suggestions that we've um, supplied for other um, specialist classes can be utilized in those supporting roles. So practice visible thinking strategies and techniques. Reminder, muscle memory comes to mind when I think of Harvard's Project Zero. Muscle memory is the process of conditioning the brain through regular repetition and hands-on learning to get ideas hardwired to our brain. We want our learners to know how to self-select tools in the future, and that only happens through repetitive practice. I think that that applies to everybody. How are you using the, the, uh, a toolkit of resources over and over again? Computers, compare several websites for their visual layout and complete a see, think, wonder. Library, read aloud a text and have students reflect using Think Puzzle Explore. Our supporting teachers could use any of these strategies, right? That's, that's, their, that's their role. So how can we utilize those visible thinking routines to our advantage? And then when I think of generating metaphors and analogies, I think of the same example that I gave to the grade one through six teachers is that I often get metaphors, similes, analogies all mixed up, and I really liked this example, so I want to share it again. So a metaphor, my puppy is a hug. I'm using is a simile. My puppy is like a comforting hug. So now I have a like and what kind of hug. Analogy, my puppy's love for me is the same as a comforting hug from your best friend. So now it's a little bit longer. And we're utilizing this figurative language to help us put unlikely items together. That's how we generate novel ideas and come to critical thinking. I really like this, uh, breaking this apart. It really helped me to think, ah, okay, I can naturally make connections with my specialists and supporting teachers in this. So now my brain is tired, my friends. I hope your brain is full of new ideas that you're going to apply about thinking skills in the approaches to learning. I know we got this. I'm so excited that we're here. We're doing something special for you. And I hope to see you again in our next episode on research skills just for you. So remember, that's going to be episode 53 for your group. See you soon.